So I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care has partnered with Flat River Infusions as a corporate sponsor. Now, who is Flat River Infusions? They are a North Carolina-based hemp and CBD company that provides all natural CBD products. The owner of Flat River Infusions, Nick Sagan, has a pretty powerful family story to tell. I would encourage you to go to their website, flatriverinfusions.com, and read about it. But just to let you know that Flat River's products are non-GMO, gluten-free, full-spectrum, and broad-spectrum CBD oils. There's a quality product that's grown in North Carolina, and you can't really say that about a lot of the CBD products on the market today. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what the quality control is. And you don't know what other channels those products have passed through before they actually get to you. Whether you're looking for a wellness product to add to your routine or an all-natural plant product, Flat River Infusions is here to help. Their products help support healthy body functioning, as well as help support healthy growing muscles as well. My favorite product is the CBD Herbal Salve which comes in a little glass container and you can literally rub it on your joints or any sore muscles. And within 30 minutes, you feel better. It's amazing. I love it and I use it daily and I would encourage you to do the same. If you are interested in checking out Flat River Infusion products, please go to their website at flatriverinfusions.com. And any purchase that you make when you mention our show, please use the coupon code CUFITNESS, the letter C, the letter U, fitness, and receive a 20% discount on all of your purchases. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am your host, and I am happy to have you with me on this Tuesday morning. So I hope that wherever you are, whatever's going on in your world, it's something that's fun and positive for yourself, at least if that's on your agenda for today. So today I am going into, this is part three of a four-part series on the four main motivators, I like to call it, as to why people do why you do a fitness or self-care program. Um, Now think about what that looks like. That can be an activity plan. It can be a workout schedule. It can be, you know, a a self-care plan that you actually write in your calendar, like when you go to sleep, when you get your downtime, when you do creative things, when you have time to spend with friends and family, et cetera, et cetera. Even travel counts in there. So What I have found, and the reason why I decided to do these series, and before I go any further, if you missed the last couple weeks, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the last couple weeks. I believe that's episode 97 and 98 or 96 and 97. Uh, The first part of the series, I looked at uh, the concept of looking better. And we talked about, I talked about all kinds of things regarding weight loss and fat loss and the strategies that are necessary behind that. Last week, we got into feeling better um, because that's that's different. And it, it's, it's not that we don't want to feel better and look good at the same time. But I think if we're all being really honest, initially, when we start a workout program, I mean, we obviously want to feel better and we want that to lead to us looking better. But this week, I'm going to sort of bring it back home and I'm going to talk a little bit more about longevity and living longer. Um, And I'm doing this for a couple different reasons. One is, you know, we're coming out of the COVID pandemic, thankfully. And for a lot of people, you know, with the what has happened in the state of the world in the last 15 months or so, depending on where you live, um, what has happened is, is that we are looking at how we live our lives differently. And whether that's by design or by intention, 
you know, if you know somebody who lost their life during the pandemic, maybe it's a family member for you or a close friend, or maybe you've started to think a little bit more about how you want the quality of your life to look going forward. Then today, I want to get more into the question of longevity and living longer, not just as a motivation for a fitness and a self-care program, but exactly what does it mean? What does the research say that supports it? Because we hear this all the time, I'm going to work out because I want to live longer. And as soon as we say that, you probably think immediately of one exception of a fairly healthy person that you know of that you know, got diagnosed with a pretty dire health condition in their younger years, and they might've been the picture of health. So maybe there's a part of you that says, well, I'm not sure I really believe that. Well, the majority of the research actually supports the fact that being fit and active and living a healthy lifestyle is only going to contribute to you living a longer life. And I think 90% of the time, that's the case. Um, There are always exceptions to every rule. But what I want to do today is go into what this concept actually means I give you some really interesting data and statistics as far as, you know, who lives longer, men or women, what are the primary um, health indicators in terms of, you know, what are the leading causes of death? Because all this has evolved, you know, over the last, even just the last 10 years, as medical science and technology have been able to learn more, all of us in the health and fitness industry have been able to do our jobs better as a result of that. And really what's most important at the end of all this and what's behind all this is, is that you know, we're able to offer you more options to live the kind of life that you want. And so I want to approach this from a public health standpoint, but I also want to give you what I believe are the three big takeaways as far as how does living a healthy and fit lifestyle contribute to longevity? And I want to offer you three different perspectives because I'm betting that probably your main motivation falls within one of these. And maybe this leads back to wanting to lose weight or or lose body fat or be able to wear a certain size clothing or, or feel better or have a better mood or manage your stress better. It's all connected. And I think at the end of the series, um, what I'm hoping that you'll, you'll take away from all this is, is a deeper understanding behind your own motivation, but also that all four of these are really connected that we really, it's really difficult to separate one from the others when we look at how everything is connected, especially when we look at, you know, how we live and how the human body functions. Um, Because really our main motivation is going to determine our strategy. But at the end of the day, we probably all experience a little bit of all of these main motivators at some point. So, so I offer that to you just kind of as a combined perspective. So let's talk a little bit more about what longevity actually means. Longevity means how long are we going to live? And so by far and away, I I did a quick search. I've done a quick, I usually make a point every year to stay up on what the current statistics are, Um, you know, and some of the continuing ed stuff that I do regularly to stay fresh and to keep my knowledge current. And what I'm finding is, is that pretty much every year, the average life expectancy is going up in the U.S. And that's largely because of what medical science is learning. And really in the public health sector and the health and fitness sector, we're actually learning more too about how the body functions and what are the newest, most innovative, most creative ways that we can as a population stay more active and fit. Because that's really what it comes down to are the daily choices that we make and the behaviors that we engage in on a daily basis is what's going to contribute to helping us stay active. In the United States this year, in 2021, the average lifespan is about 79 years. 
79 years of age. That's up almost 10% from 2020. And 2020's number was actually up about 10% from the year before. Now, really, what I'm trying to say is that it's not necessarily an increase every year. To be honest with you, I sort of fully expect next year that number to dip just a little bit simply because of the numbers of the COVID-19 the COVID pandemic and how that has affected populations worldwide. But what's more interesting is when we look at, when we really dig a little deeper into the numbers, what we see is that not only are there certain risk factors that generally pop up more often than others, but what, we, what we're able to see, even despite the risk factors, what we're able to see in the current research suggests that even being active, say you have two or three health conditions that are work, obviously working against you. And sometimes that's just, that's just the way that it is. But I think what, we, what, you, what, what you can find, what I'm trying to say, is that when you add activity and fitness and self-care and some aspect to your lifestyle in a way that works for you, that goes with what I like to call your personal preferences, you know, basically the way you live day to day, um, then no matter what your health indicators are, it still pays off. It still contributes to you living a longer, fuller, more productive life, which I really think at the end of the day is what every single one of us wants and desires for ourselves. Um, when we look, when we break down genders in terms of longevity, women live longer than men by an average of about five years. That's from the CDC data. I'm not just making that up. And when you look at, and I'm always curious to go, take it one step further. Well, what state has the highest life expectancy? What state has promotes the most longevity? You know, what are the behaviors that lead to that? That's the teacher in me that wants to know, you know, more of the little details. Incidentally, the state of Hawaii has the highest longevity, believe it or not. And it makes sense if you think about it. It's an island community. They're approximately 3,000 miles from any major shoreline. Um, you know, it's warm weather out there year round. So there's plenty of vitamin D to go around, um, which actually leads to a stronger immune system, which I'll talk about in just a little bit. So there are lots of things that contribute to people living in Hawaii, living a longer, you know, maybe a fuller and more productive life. Um, and that, be, and it really becomes a relative term when you look at how you live day to day as to what's important to you and how you make those choices. Um, when you look at the data on the U.S. mainland, the states that have the highest life expectancy and longevity include California, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, and New Mexico. And let's not overlook the, the Western states like Wyoming and Idaho. Now think about that for a minute you know, especially Colorado. Um, it's a state that has loads of mountainous terrain. So the lifestyle to live out there lends itself to being active. I mean, I mean, I can remember the last time I was in Colorado and I don't remember seeing all that many overweight people living out there. And it makes sense because you think of how the terrain is and how you have to function on a day-to-day -day basis, that it's a, it's a big incentive to stay active. Now, when we look at the data and the statistics for the Southern states, we see life expectancy, you know, tend to go down some. The really deep Southern states like Alabama and Georgia and Mississippi. And a lot of the data that I've read is really on the bandwagon of the daily behaviors like, like eating patterns and activity patterns and, and all of those kinds of things, because they all contribute. And it makes sense. Think about it. Southern cooking, you know, people tend to not be as active in the really major metropolitan areas like Atlanta, for example. I mean, I live in North Carolina and I believe North Carolina ranks right about in the middle, like 24 or 25 when you look at, you know, the 50 states. 
So, you know, there's some work to be done there, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it hopefully helps heighten our awareness as far as how much our surroundings and our environment contribute to the decisions that we make and the choices that we make. So, you know, I just, I want you to keep that in mind as we go forward. Now, what are the leading causes of death today? Um, So when we look at what the statistics say as to what claims the most number of lives every year, heart disease is still number one. In fact, one of every four people uh, that die have some form of heart disease. Now, what does that look like? That's high blood pressure. That's definitely being overweight or obese that contributes um, all for like high cholesterol, which are largely think about this for a minute. These are largely lifestyle related decisions. Um, you know, in general, being sedentary is a risk factor for heart disease. Um, and all of this contributes to behaviors that we engage in and ultimately choices that we make. Cancer is still ranked number two. Um, number three is Alzheimer's, believe it or not. Number four is stroke. Um, number five is accidents and falls. So n- not all of these are indirectly related to choices that we that we make on a conscious level every day, but they do weave in somewhat to how we live our lives. And so that's good news for those of us in health and fitness and for those in the public health sector, because it hopefully gives us a little more ammo as far as coming up with strategies and plans that can help our clients and the people that we serve in our communities live a better quality of life. And this is where, you know, being active and healthy and fit contributes to living a longer life. And so the more people I talk to, especially now, you know, on the backside of the pandemic, there are people that are really examining, you know, how can I make sure that I keep my body healthy? How can I make sure that I keep my body fit and strong, even if that doesn't mean going to a gym? But think about the relationship of that to not just how we live, but how we function. And our biggest, best defense is our immune system. And our immune system, I want you to think of in terms like a giant muscle, because that's really what it is. The more that we do things to strengthen our bodies, and that includes our mindset as well, managing our stress, managing our energy levels, staying fit and healthy, moving our body. Remember, our bodies are created to move. We are not created to sit still. We're not created to sit in a chair behind a computer every single day, even though I know so many people in their work now, you know, this is another thing that I really think is going to come out over the next, you know, two or three years, once we've had a chance to really examine the data is the number of people who are going to stay working remote. Now, what does that look like? It looks like staying in a room with four walls, being behind a computer, maybe having little to no contact with others. Um, And all of this contributes to the decisions that we make on how we live our lives daily, which definitely contributes not just to our health and fitness in general, but also contributes to our immunity. So I want you to think of being fit and active goes with strengthening your immune system. It's a win-win on both on both ends. And this is something I think we're going to hear a whole lot more about over the next couple of years, because um, like I said, our immune system is our best defense and there's no guarantees. There's never going to be 0% risk, but there are lots of things that we can do to be proactive, to keep our immune systems healthy and strong by strengthening it. For example, There is moving your body on a day-to-day basis. This is outside of just going to the gym, okay? There's lots of data to support why just getting regular activity in is beneficial to helping you live longer, but taking that one step further into helping our metabolism function better. And we tend to equate doing a strenuous workout, a challenging workout, whether that's a HIIT session 
a weightlifting session or whatever um, with really eating a healthy diet. And we think that that's what it takes to really quote unquote, get our metabolism going. And that's just not true. There's so much data that supports, you know, what we actually do daily in terms of activity, playing a much bigger role in that. So that's something that to be considered as well. So these, this is where I'm going to be headed over the next few minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to approach this from three different angles. So that, and the, really the take home message to think about is that the more active we can be in general, in other words, the more activity that we can get in during our day. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the gym at all. I'm a fitness professional. I'm never going to tell people that's not the case. However, I want you to think bigger than just getting a workout in. I want you to think about how much can you challenge yourself on a day-to-day basis to stay active. And when we do that, we give our entire body a chance to move some energy around, so to speak. And the the difference with that and how that shows up for us is, is that we clear our minds, which leads to us feeling better, which leads to us feeling more motivated which leads to us having less quote unquote brain fog. That's another word I'm hearing being thrown around a lot, which leads to us hopefully making better choices and decisions and thinking clearer, which can really give us a boost in our confidence and our self-esteem and just our entire outlook on the world. Um, You know, something else before I, before I share with you, my three strategies is, is that, you know, as we come out of the pandemic, what we're all going to be faced with, if we're not already in it right now is what does a new beginning actually look like for us? For some of us, it's almost like we feel like we're starting over. We feel like we're getting back into a life that we left several months ago. And that new life today is going to be full of of new changes, new beginnings, new ways of doing things. It's kind of like the new normal. That's the other thing I'm, 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 I'm hearing being used a lot. And for a lot of people, that's working remotely instead of going back to the office. Maybe it's deciding to change careers. Maybe it's um, suddenly looking at, you know, regrouping, um, you know, for people that have, that have lost their livelihoods, for people who have lost loved ones. It's, it's figuring out what is going to be the new way to go forward. And all of that is, it's a gut check time, I think, for all of us. And I think no matter where you are in your life, no matter what is happening, no matter how you're making your choices, um, now versus later, these are all decisions that we all have to inventory for ourselves as to what that's actually going to look like. I mean, we, we want to think that everything will just go back to normal, that kids will go back to school, which I believe that's already happening. Colleges are going to you know, get back to as much of sense of normalcy as they can. But for a lot of you know, businesses and work environments and home environments and, and travel arrangements and the way that we simply live today, we depend on technology, obviously. But think about, you know, all the little things that go along with that, you know, how we make decisions as to have meetings, you know, how are we going to be able to connect with other people on a regular basis if we don't meet in person as we normally do? What is all that going to look like down the road? And how is all that going to impact our longevity? This is why, in general, It's so important to always ask yourself, what else is possible for me? Where else is this going to lead? Where is this going to lead me? How else can I do something that's going to help me and serve me in a much higher way? And you can't ever go wrong with being active and moving your body. There are just so many intangibles that that provides for you. And all of those intangibles are what allow you to live a longer and fuller 
and more productive life. So I just want you to keep that in mind as we move through these, what I believe to be probably the three biggest, most significant ways that you can examine this whole live longer. What does that actually look like for me? Number one is activity means more than a workout. I cannot tell you how many times I've had this discussion with people that um, they think, well, I haven't been to the gym all this week. All I've been able to do is is take a 15 minute walk every day, or I'm trying to park my car far away and walk. I'm trying to be mindful of when I plan to do errands to, you know, work in a little extra activity, taking the stairs, you know, all the kinds of things that I really think that so many of us take for granted. Um, It still really baffles me when I go somewhere and I see, you know, so many people taking an elevator instead of walking up a flight of stairs or wanting to park as close to the front entrance of a building as possible, whether it's the grocery store or Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever it is that you go, you know, to run errands, Walmart, Target, whatever. Think about these big box shopping centers where if it's a nice day, you could park on the other side of the parking lot and walk to the front door. Um, Yeah, it's not the same thing as a workout, but it's still activity. And activity is activity to our body. Our body's not going to sit there and say, this doesn't count because you're not in the gym running on the treadmill or taking a class. It's still activity. You're still moving your body, which still requires energy, which still requires your muscles to work. And all of that translates into you burning calories, which obviously is the result that we want. I mean, that's really why we are active on a regular basis is we want all the things that go with it. Um, So activity is so much more than a workout. Um, You know, think about it. In the, in the process of being active on a daily basis and a regular basis, our body has an opportunity to be, the word I like to use is economical. You've heard me use this word a lot. And the example I always like to use is the gas economy car. Think about driving a small gas economy vehicle. It might be a hybrid. It might be, you know, a really economy version of, of a car line, for example. My mom drives a Ford Escape, which is like a small SUV but it's almost like a gas economy version of one of their larger version of the issue of something that's bigger on gas. Okay. So compare that to an SUV, you're going to put the same amount of gas in both vehicles, which car is going to go further. The gas economy car is going to go further. Why is that? Well, for starters, it has a system. The system is built better to do that. So the system is going to actually help that fuel to last longer because that's the way the car is built. Okay. The gas guzzler, there's nothing wrong with driving a big SUV. I mean, I totally get it. I have a big SUV, but there's nothing wrong with that. However, think about it though. The gas econ- the, the, the gas guzzler version, the SUV, now my SUV actually gets pretty good gas mileage to be a, a larger car to drive on the road. But think about like the much larger versions of the SUV, like a Yukon, an Expedition. You know, I know there are larger versions than that. You know, a large minivan. Think about that. The same amount of gas isn't going to take you as far. Now, in the end of the day, you know, it's still okay. You're still going to get to where you need to go. It's just going to cost you more. And, you know, which means more wear and tear on your car. Well, the same thing happens to our bodies when our bodies are not efficient and economical. And the advantage to moving on a regular basis, whether that's getting up from your desk several times during the day, whether that's just challenging yourself to get extra movement in five minute breaks here and there, taking the steps whenever you can. You know, I like to sort of gamify it myself. If I know that I'm going to be crunched for time, then, you know, I set 
my timer on my phone or I put a sticky note on my computer to remind me that at five of three, I'm going to get up for five minutes. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And, you know, there's no shame in feeling like you need to be reminded to do that. But my point in saying all this is, is that our body takes note of all this and our body uses that as an opportunity to get better at doing that activity. Okay. So what that means over the long term is that the body will actually use less energy to do the day-to-day task that you normally do, which leaves you more energy to hopefully enjoy the things that you really want to be doing. Um, This is why so many people say one of the first things they notice about, you know, forget the workout for a minute about just being active is, is that they feel so much more energetic. What's not because there was some magic fairy dust that just dropped on you and said, go for it. You've got more energy now. The bottom line is, is that your body doesn't need as much energy to do the things that it's used to doing. So the amount of energy that it already has, it can actually use to do more things. So, you know, there is a lot of research to support it. I used to follow a guy by the name of Stephen Blair, who used to be with the Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Texas. Um, When I was a student, the Cooper Clinic was pretty much renowned for its expertise in longevity, epidemiology, physical activity, uh, treating disease. It still is. Um, But I'll never forget, I was at a meeting, I was at a conference one year, and I was listening to Dr. Blair present on some of his latest information. And he cited several research studies over a 10-year period of time. And in all of these research studies, there were people that he looked at at various different points in their life. Some people were very sick. Some people were, you know, had two or three health conditions, like they were overweight, they were diabetic, they were at risk for heart disease, they had high blood pressure or whatever. And then there were, you know, obviously people that were fit and healthy. And what he looked at across the board is he looked at the the big question was, is losing weight really what gets you to where you're healthier or is it, is it activity and fitness? Because there for a long time, there was that debate on, you know, whether or not losing weight was something that we needed to focus on first, you know, as fitness professionals and health professionals. And obviously, you know, for a lot of people, that is a concern. Um, but you know, the issue becomes, do we focus on that first and then the activity piece, or do we go ahead and begin the activity piece and try to follow these day-to-day practices to get you to where your body's actually functioning better? And what all this data suggested was, is that the number one thing that contributed to all of these subjects living a longer life was physical activity. All of the data lined up and showed that it wasn't just focusing on weight loss. It wasn't just focusing on workouts. It wasn't just focusing on reducing calories. It wasn't just focusing on a combination of all that. You know, what was found across the board is the people who were regularly active, That means they didn't sit all day long. They got up when they had opportunities. They engaged in regular activity whenever they could. Um, That these people saw it not just a significant increase in their mobility, their health and their fitness and their energy, but they lived a longer life. Their longevity went way up, meaning that despite the fact that they might have had a handful of health, you know, a handful of health conditions is that they were able to continue to live the kind of life they want because they were active. So there's really, this is, this is the truth, that activity does contribute to li- helping you live a longer, more productive, more fulfilling life. Um, so I want you to remember that, that it's much more than a workout. It can mean that five or 10 minute, you know, 
bit of activity that you work in during the day. It's that taking that walk around the block. It's getting up from your desk and walking around your house. It's going outside and getting some fresh air and doing 10 jumping jacks. It doesn't necessarily have to be a structured workout, although a structured workout helps. But let's be honest, if there are days that that doesn't work, contribute, you know, being really conscious of getting this activity in daily is going to pay big dividends for you down the road. That's the bottom line. Um, Point number two and angle number two, if you will, is that activity helps us live longer because it makes our body more efficient. Really, I'm focusing a little bit more on helping with our metabolic rate. Our metabolism functions better when we're active, which obviously contributes to us living longer, a a longer and more fulfilling life. Um, You know, what I just got through pointing out on that first that first point that I made is a concept called NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And if you can't remember that, just remember NEAT. Um, the more we can do this on a regular basis, the more positive impact this is alone is going to have on our metabolism. Now, don't get me wrong. It's important to pay attention to what you eat and how you feel your body. You know, there are just certain rules that have to be followed with that. That means we don't eat fast food every day. We don't, you know, have three or four cocktails every day. Um, we don't sit behind the computer, you know, on our rear ends all day. Um, you know, there are obviously other things that we have to consider, but when we engage in regular neat like activities, what we see is an increase in how efficient and effective our metabolism works. And that usually translates into all of our body systems functioning better, which at the end of the day, when all of our body symptoms function better, it puts us in a much better position to live a longer, more fulfilling life. Um, you know, workouts alone can actually be a stress to the metabolism. You know, an, an expert, a guy that I follow in the metabolism space, his name is, his name is Dr. Jay Tita. And he says that he refers to metabolism as a big stress barometer. I like to call it a thermostat. And the analogy I like to use with the thermostat is that especially in the summertime, I mean, it's summertime now, it's hot. Think about, you know, you're consistently, you know, working on your thermostat because you want your air conditioner to work, right? Well, the more you play with the thermostat, meaning that you move it up, you move it down, you move it up, you move it down, because, you know, we're told by all the experts to set your thermostat high during the day and low at night so that it functions optimally. Well, think about that for a minute. The more you move your thermostat around, what kind of impact is that going to have on your electric bill? The more you move it around or the more you run it, okay, the more you stress it, in other words, your electricity bill is going to go up, which means you're going to have to pay more. So the same thing is true with our body. The more our metabolism is stressed, okay, the more we're not going to actually see results, which means our metabolism is not going to function at the best level that it possibly can, okay? And how does that show up for us? It might show up in hitting a, what we call a plateau. You don't really see any change in your weight. You don't see changes in how your clothes fit. Maybe you notice a difference in your energy. Um, Dr. Tita uses an example, uses an analogy called the heck, hunger, energy, and cravings. And if any one of those is out of balance, then our metabolism is obviously stressed and is really trying to figure out which end is up. Okay. And so the goal of being fit and active is to have a flexible metabolism. It's to have a metabolism that is able to adapt when we need those adaptations to happen. 
Okay. Meaning that there may be a couple of weeks when we're not as diligent about our workouts because of life happening. Well, if we have a flexible metabolism, we're able to adapt to that. We're able to really pay attention to those indicators that would really throw our metabolism off balance. So being active on a regular basis and working on getting those small activity bursts in is going to contribute to our metabolism staying flexible. Okay. So don't think of it as an either or think of it as an and we can be active and we can get our workouts in and we can be smart about doing both. And we don't necessarily have to just hit the gym like a maniac and work out really challenging every single day. Um, You know, the, the smart way to do it is to balance the two is to focus primarily on the activity piece and then build your workouts around that. So that the workouts actually complement the what you are already doing on a day-to-day basis. Because remember, the goal is to keep the metabolism working optimally, which ultimately helps our body work better, which ultimately leads us to live a longer, more fulfilling, productive life. Okay. So you see how all of these are connected. Okay. And so it's really not, I'm not making all that up. That's just science. Okay. So think about it from that standpoint. And this, this is really cool stuff because, you know, there are always things that we can notice on a day-to-day basis when something isn't necessarily working. We might notice that we're getting more cravings for something, that we're hungrier more often, that we're, our energy level is up and down like a seesaw. There's nothing wrong with noticing that you're hungrier if you're active <clears throat> and you're working out. It just generally means that your body's trying to tell you that you need to be eating more. So it's not always a bad thing, but it is, it's information that we are able to sort of say, okay, now that that's happening, this is what I'm going to do as a result. So you want to be a little bit of a detective too, but at the same time, you don't want to go to the extremes on either end. So, you know, daily activity leads to longevity because our metabolism functions better. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay. And then the last strategy I want to share with you before I wrap up is actually looking at those daily practices to contribute to longevity. Now, you've heard me talk about this a lot when it comes to the metabolism, and a lot of these are the same types of things, but there are some different ones too. There's a million and one websites out there that will probably tell you a lot more about this. I like to really just keep it simple and give you practical tips that hopefully you can walk away with and start implementing on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, don't smoke. That's probably the worst thing you can do to your body other than overeating on a regular basis. You know, smoking just literally ages you. Think about when a building is burning. That's literally what's happening inside of your lungs every time you smoke a cigarette, okay? Um, it, it compromises how well you can breathe, not to mention it just, it literally just burns up the inside of your body one cigarette at a time. I don't know really any other way to say that. So if that sounds graphic to you, um, I apologize, but, but don't smoke. In fact, if you've been smoking and you're quitting, then your your longevity in terms of years, longevity and years actually goes up exponentially the day that you stop smoking. It's that dramatic a difference. Obviously watch your alcohol, you know, three and four cocktails a day will catch up with you at some point, not to mention put on extra pounds around your waist, which incidentally, the waist, generally speaking, is not a very muscular area. I mean, I know we've got the abdominals in there, but this is one of the reasons why we use that as an indicator um, in, a, in the health and fitness space. You know, we use it as a measuring point. Um, in men, it's one of the three sites that we use when we're doing a skin fold caliper body, body fat test. It's why the waist to hip ratio 
is significant when we're looking at cardiovascular disease risk. So, and when you drink heavily, it shows up around your waist after a while. Okay. Not to mention other places, because those it's simply just a sugar overload on your body, which really translates into extra calories. So think about that the next time you're having, you know, that second and that third cocktail, there's certainly nothing wrong with having a drink. I love having a glass of wine myself, but especially as I've gotten older, you know, I mean, I, we have to be honest with you. It just, it's not as enjoyable to me. Um, and, you know, I, I'm looking ahead. I'm looking ahead to where do I want to be in the next 10 years, 20 years or whatever. Um, you know, I've got big plans. I want to share the mission of a fit life with 1 million souls. And that requires me to be the best version of myself so that I can continue to be here every week and share with you, you know, relevant information that can help you along your self-care journey. Um, obviously, prioritize sleep and rest. That's huge, especially for metabolism and longevity, not to mention, this is a new data that's coming out, that regular sleep and rest decreases your risk for heart disease. Think about that for a minute. It's less stress on your body, which means that your body has an opportunity to function better, okay? Um, obviously, manage your stress. That's big. I just got through saying that. Avoid overeating. Think about this for a minute. If you, if you struggle, if you're an emotional eater and you struggle with eating, on a regular basis. Maybe you're quote unquote, the word I hear people use is good for a while and then I fall off. But when you overeat on a regular basis, that's like carrying around an extra dumbbell around in your body. Think about that for a minute. What does that actually do to your body long-term? That's extra wear and tear on your joints, on your muscles, on your circulatory system, and everything else in your body that has to work as a result of carrying that extra weight. Um, you know, other than smoking, overeating is probably the biggest stress on your, on your body that there is. So, you know, that's always a good place to start with the day-to-day practices. Start making substitutions instead of telling yourself, I'm going to cut this out completely, or I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, quit eating this or whatever. Um, That's, I think the mistake a lot of people make, they take something to an extreme. So, you know, start with substitutions, start with sparkling water instead of that glass of wine every evening, you know, start with carrot sticks instead of potato chips. I get it. It's probably, it's not the same thing, but Hey, it's a start. So think about that. There's all kinds of, of lower calorie alternatives that you can substitute and food really should be enjoyed. It should not be something that we dread. It should not be something that we turn to for comfort and emotional support. Okay. Focus on eating plant-based foods. Um, You know, foods that come from the ground. Um, You know, this really, what I'm saying here is, is watch the pre-prepared processed foods that are so prevalent now in the store. Um, you know, there's every single food market I go in has an entire section of foods that are already prepared. And, you know, once in a while, that's probably okay. But as a regular rule of thumb, um, that's not something that we really want to do on a regular basis. Get lots of vitamin D. This is something that we're going to hear a lot more about too, especially coming out of the pandemic. Not only does is vitamin D good for your immunity um, and the best way to get it is sunlight. Um, go outside. The sun on your skin does convert to vitamin D. It helps with repair and reconstruction inside your body, which helps, you know, our body to function better, which helps us to live longer. So drinking a lot of green tea has a lot of nutritional benefits and obviously getting lots and lots and lots of water. It's not the same thing as coffee and juice and all the other stuff. Get plenty of water, probably in the summertime, get more. Um, I don't really believe there's such thing as getting too much. Um, As humans, we don't drink enough water. Um, you know, in fact, we greatly underestimate how much we really need. 
So focus on those simple things. If you're wondering, where do I start? Focus on those things and make small adjustments. Don't don't think in terms of how I'm going to do all this in one week. I'm going to clean out my pantry. I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to do all this in one week. Um, it, It will work for short term, but it won't work long term because it's a lot of change. And this is one of the things that that this is where we excel and we can help you. We can be your partners. We can walk along the journey with you. We can help you decide where you want to make your changes first. And most importantly, help you come up with a plan that you're actually able to stick to long-term. So obviously move your body regularly. Um, How much do you need to move your body? There's a lot of debate out there. I always like to, to tell all my clients and people in our programs Focus on 30 minutes a day of just activity. That's walking. That's parking the car far away. That's taking the steps. That's all that. If you do that every day, that's 30 minutes times seven days. That's over 200 minutes of just activity that you're getting. Okay. And then when you supplement your workouts on top of that, you know, and the recommendation is 30 to 45 minutes of challenging strenuous exercise two to three times a week. Um, You know, what we teach is we teach functional fitness and we teach it in an efficient way. So what that means is 20 to 30 minute sessions and we focus on the intensity factor. Now, that's not hit high intensity interval training. But what we do is we want to help you move your major muscle groups in doing the activities that you're already doing throughout the day, the seven functional moves that you already do every day. And when we put that together in a workout strategy. You don't need to be spending hours doing that to see results. So between that and your daily activity, we help you craft a unique plan that works for your lifestyle and your personal preferences, the way your body works, the way you know things will adapt for you. Because honestly, we have to think about how you live on a daily basis. You know, if you're used to being behind a computer, you know, if you're used to traveling, then expecting you to make all these significant changes in a week, is just not going to happen. You know, so we look at how all that's going to work for your life because you're the one that's going to be doing it. So if this sounds interesting to you, I want you to feel like you can reach out to me at Allison at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com. Send me an email. Let's talk. Let's figure out where you are. Let's figure out, most importantly, what it is that you really want to do. And then we can see if we're a, it's a mutual fit. We do have two signature online programs, and we also do retreat experiences in faraway places. Everybody's ready to travel. We've got two retreat experiences coming up. Uh, We've got one in the North Carolina mountains at the end of the summer, and then we're going to the Caribbean this fall. And this is, these are all chances for you to really experiment and see what the fit life can look like for you. So I want you to reach out to me if any of that sounds intriguing. I also want to take a moment and plug our sponsor, Flat River Infusions. This is a North Carolina hemp-based company. They grow all of their hemp locally. They make some fantastic products for joint relief, for lower inflammation, to help you sleep better, help you manage your stress better. You know, I want you to reach out to them if this sounds intriguing and use our discount, the letter C, the letter U, fitness, that CU fitness as a coupon code, and you can get 20% off all of your purchases Um, My favorite product is the herbal salve. Um, It comes in a neat little glass container. I use it every single day on my wrists and sometimes on my shoulders when they give me problems, sometimes even on my low back. And within 30 minutes, I can notice a difference. Um, And that's the effect of the CBD working at the cellular level. This is good quality stuff. And most importantly, it's grown locally and they have excellent quality control. So I can't recommend them enough. Please go to flatriverinfusion.com. 
and use our coupon code and take advantage of getting your discount. And if you would like some free samples, reach out to me. We'll be happy to fix you up um, with that as well. Um, before I sign off, I just want to take a moment and thank you for all of your support of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. We are coming up on our second birthday here soon, and I could not do it without all of your support. We are heard locally, we are heard nationally, and we are heard globally around the world every single week, and I could not do it without you. So please know from the bottom of my heart how grateful I am. Um, pretty soon we're going to be at episode 100 and I'm still pinching myself over that because I really didn't know how this whole thing was going to go. But all I do know is, is that I feel a strong calling to be here every week to share what is on my mind and my heart with you, my passion to lead a fit life and to share the gift life with you, the gift of a fit life with you and 1 million souls strong. That is really my mission on this planet. Um, so please feel free to reach out to me, Allison at cufitness.com. Come over and join me in my private Facebook group, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. Head over to Flat River Infusion, get yourself some CBD or try any of their other products and use our unique coupon code CU Fitness to get your 20% discount. Or if you would like a free sample, please reach out to me and we will set you up with that. Um, this is Allison Kaskowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one.